Don't you just get excited every time you hear that music? I do. Hey, everybody, it's Laz. Welcome back for another episode of The Laz Word. We'll get right into our first sponsor, A Night to Remember Entertainment. They're the best in the DJ and karaoke business. All you have to do is go on Facebook, get right into the search box, type in the at symbol, number one great DJ, that's at one great DJ, and you'll get to A Night to Remember's page. Be sure to book them before the end of this month. That's March 2021. And if your event takes place anytime within this year, you will, in fact, get $100 off just for booking and saying, hey, I heard about you on the last word. That's at one great DJ, a night to remember entertainment. They're the best in the biz. Well, hey, don't forget about the throwback junkies. We're going to be up in Northeast Maryland at the VFW in Northeast on April the 9th. We start at 7 o'clock and we're going to be rocking it all night long until about 11 o'clock at least when they kick us out of there. Uh, some classic rock, a little bit of country, some new stuff, some dancing stuff, all kinds of great music, all of your favorites with yours truly and the rest of the Throwback Junkies. That's right, at the VFW in Northeast Maryland on April the 9th. That's coming up soon, so be sure to mark your calendars. Come out and hang out with us. Have a drink, say hi, and uh, let me know if you're listening to the show. I'd love to meet one of the fans. Uh, other than our famous, you know him, you love him. Balmer Billy, he's a fan, of course, but we also got John from down the ocean, who is a super fan, I would say, so we give a shout-out to John. Hey, thanks for listening. But I'd love to meet some others that are listening to the show and, um, you know, just get some feedback and and really thank you for your support face-to-face and maybe have a drink and, hey, you never know, maybe you'll get up on stage with us. Who knows? Anyway, let's get right into the show. Okay, let's go. Well, I warned you. The talks of gun control have already started. That's right. With the recent shooting in Boulder, Colorado, the Senate is considering an overhaul of gun laws. The House approved two bills that the lying lamestream media will tell you closes gaps in the background check system. However, it appears they don't have the 60 votes they need to get get it through the Senate. So Dems are saying they're determined to act. Well, I'm sure they are. They want to shove more useless legislation down our throats while they hold the White House and, of course, Congress, even though the legislation amounts to nothing more than a knee-jerk reaction. Not surprising, though. Being a party that's so concerned about feelings, these bills, if passed, would amount to nothing more than feel-good legislation that only continues to hinder law-abiding citizens, by the way. And here's a little more on that. The idiot Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut who you could argue is pretty much anti-gun, said, quote, I think a universal background checks bill can get 60 votes, end quote. He went on to say, quote, we're going to sit down with Democratic leadership this week and talk about the path forward. I think we've got two weeks of recess in which I think there'll be a lot of conversations across the aisle about the path forward on background checks, end quote. If they can't get the 60 votes, mark my words, they'll go nuclear, meaning they'll attempt to change the Senate rules and eliminate the filibuster, as well as change the required number of votes from 60 to 50. Laz Nation, they are literally going to change the rules to fit their agenda. You know, instead of governing and abiding by the rules, this party is filled with a bunch of whining, sniveling snowflakes who want to take their ball and go home, or change the rule of the game mid-play when they don't get their way. Oh, and I have to share this with you. Murphy went on to say, quote, if a measure that has 90% to 
to 95% public support can't pass the Senate just because of our rules, not because it doesn't get the majority of support in the Senate, then something's really wrong here. Democracy dies when things that have the majority of support in Congress, the support of the president, and 90% public support can't become a law, end quote. What the hell is even that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Hey there, Murph. What the hell are you talking about? And where the hell are you getting these stats? 90% to 95% public support? You're full of shit, buddy. My guess is you and your cronies are doing what you always do, simply making this stuff up to fit your agenda and your narrative. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. These people literally make me sick to my stomach. Now, I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories, but I will say this. I do find it interesting that tragic events such as this and the one in Georgia last week are happening again and happening now because it's the first time in 10 years that this radical party has held not only both chambers of Congress, but the White House. So mark my words, Laz Nation, if they can find a way to do it, They will come for your guns. I'm convinced of it. So don't say, I didn't warn you. Exactly. To that point, the executive order signer-in-chief has already said he consider another executive order regarding gun control. Yeah, that's right. Meanwhile, anyone remember during the campaign when he said he couldn't do it through executive order? Yeah, I do, because I mentioned it on this show. Go back and listen. Yet, multiple news outlets are reporting that the White House and old Joey Boy are already considering doing exactly that. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit because that's not what Joe said during his campaign. But, you know, now that he's in office, I guess he's just, uh, what do they call them? Joe, you're a liar. Oh, right. A liar. You know, Trump might have hurt people's feelings. Well, at least he hurt the libs' feelings. But for the love of all that's holy, Sleepy Creepy Joe either flat out lied or he can't remember what the hell he said just a few months ago. And truly, when you think about it, regardless of which one is true, it's my opinion that neither are acceptable when you're the president of the United States. Of course, I'm not even sure that Joe knows he's the president of the United States. Has anybody told him? Ugh, what a joke this guy is. You know, as I say that, I really kind of cringe because the joke is really on us. This guy really is our president. And I got to be honest with you, in the many years that I've been following politics, in my young 46 years, I've been pretty much following politics since a young kid, believe it or not, in elementary school, just because my family always talked about it or, you know, there was always something coming up. So I got interested at a young age, but the joke's really on us. I mean, in all of these years, I don't remember having a president that's as much of a joke as this guy, especially for someone that has spent virtually their entire life in politics like Joey Boy. Uh, you would figure he'd be better prepared, right? And actually be able to do something and be efficacious and, like, have a plan. But it just seems to me that he's flying by the seat of his pants, and it just speaks to the fact that there's a culture of failing forward in our nation's capital and in our government. 
Uh, well, anyway, speaking of old Joey Boy, he held his first press conference on Thursday of this week, and he got completely lost in the middle of the sentence. Additionally, it was obvious, at least to me, that there were pre-submitted questions and that he was prepped with answers because he kept having to look down at the paper, not only to call on the next reporter, but very often during his speech because he was reading the answers that he was supposed to be giving. This wasn't someone that was following an outline to stay on track, guys. This this was a puppet, and he's supposed to be the president of the United States, and he's controlled by his handlers. He's told what to say and with whom he can interact. This presidency and this administration continues to be a sham and a farce. I mean, during the Obama administration, does anybody remember when they talked about being transparent? Because under this president, the only thing that's been transparent is his mental decline, his inability to lead, and his ineffectiveness as a president. Well, speaking of ineffectiveness, I don't know if anybody caught this, but on Fox & Friends on Thursday morning, um, the former acting director of ICE, Tom Homan, didn't mince any words when he was giving his opinion on Kamala Harris as um, the president's choice to lead the response to the situation going on at our border. He he literally said she was the quote-unquote worst pick. I couldn't agree more, but I just thought it was hysterical that here's a guy that was in charge of leading ICE, and he's saying, look, this is the worst possible person that you could have put in charge. In fact, um, here here's his quote. He says, quote, when President Biden says that Kamala Harris is the most qualified, I mean, seriously What colors the sky in his world? Because you couldn't get a worse pick. Look, she supports sanctuary cities. She wrote legislation to reward those who are illegally entered into the United States. She vilified the men and women of the border control during the last surge, saying they are mistreating immigrants. She's an open borders advocate. She wants to abolish ICE, and she compared immigration officers to the KKK during the Senate hearing. And you want to put her in charge of immigration enforcement on the border? I couldn't think of a worse choice. End quote. I could not agree more. And this is exactly what we are going to continue to see with this administration. Ineffectiveness and an inability to lead. And the fact of the matter is that he chose Kamala Harris because he didn't have anybody else to go to. And he's just looking for anybody at this point to try and dig him out of the hole that the Dems are digging themselves. I mean, they started with the stop uh, work order or the the executive order that stopped the work at the um, at the border. So the bottom line here is that, you know, this is what Republicans, conservatives and, you know, pundits um as well as talk show hosts, podcast hosts like myself, have been telling you the entire time. The Biden administration does not have a plan. And the people that they are putting in place um, to take charge of things like this, like the crisis at our border, are the wrong people. So think about that for a minute. Not only do we have the wrong person, in my opinion, sitting at the helm of this country and in the White House, But we now have the wrong person that is handling the crisis at the border. And it is a crisis, regardless of what the news or the libs tell you. 
We are in a crisis at the border because there are more people that are coming across the border than we have ever seen before. That is a fact. All you have to do is look it up. There are plenty of places out there that are reporting that. The numbers don't lie. They have created this crisis. It is their fault, and they have no way of handling it. And so what do they do? They put absolutely positively the worst person in charge to try and correct it. I mean, it's literally like putting a thief in charge of a friggin' bank. Think about that for a minute. Crazy. Absolute insanity from this administration. And if you don't believe it, then your head is buried in the sand. And I've been saying it for the entire time. Biden is the wrong person for the job. He has always been the wrong person for the job. Kamala Harris is no better. In fact, she's worse in my opinion. And we're going to get more of this kind of crap out of this administration. And unfortunately for now, the only thing that we can do is sit back and watch this debacle and plan when it's time for us to go out and vote to vote these jokers out. I mean, we can't even really talk about impeachment if you want to be honest about it, because at the end of the day, if Biden is impeached and then found guilty and then thrown out of office, we're left with Kamala Harris? Are you kidding me? Neither one of those are an acceptable choice. So the bottom line here is we got to plan for elections like I've been saying time and time again. We got to get out there and vote. We got to vote these jokers out when we have an opportunity and get a Republican majority back in there so we can straighten shit out like we always do. It's ridiculous. And that's the last word. Oh, yeah. My man. Bummer Billy, what is going on, my friend? What is happening? Hey, Laz, I'm glad to be back, man. What's going on? You know, I thought I'd come in this week to say what's up. It's been a couple weeks since I've been here, and I thought I'd share some cool events that are going on in and around uh, Baltimore for this weekend. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just, you know, mention some of that stuff, but I wanted to say what's up. Well, what's up, Billy? What is going on, man? I'm glad to have you here. So, yeah, you got some cool stuff that's happening uh, in and around Baltimore uh, this weekend. Um, Laz, listen. Now, you know, I'm not a real stickler on, like, verbiage or or language or, like, you know, whatever. But um, it's Balmer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I, for people here in this area, you're right. It is Balmer. Um, so, okay, I'll rephrase. So, what's happening this weekend in and around Balmer. Well, the B&O Railroad Museum is having Maryland History Weekend. And it starts from uh, March 25th. So that's actually today because we're releasing this episode today, right? So today through the 28th. And uh, so what happens is you can go and you can take a standard and a kid-friendly version of the history tour to learn about the railroad and all of the contributions to the history of our state, of Maryland. Uh... What was that? Of of what? Um, of our state? Yeah. What? What, what did you? Uh, how, how did you pronounce it? Come on, man! I said I don't really, you know, I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But I, and why are you making fun? You know how I talk. Why are you making fun of how I talk today? Now I just I. It's been a while since you know. I guess I've heard you say the name of our state, so I just. You know, laughed a little bit. I thought it was kind of funny. What, uh, say it again. What did you say? Um, 
Merlin? Are you saying Merlin like the wizard? Because uh, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, listen, I know I'm getting old and my hearing could be going, but uh, I swear you said Merlin. Okay, listen, I say Balmer and I say Merlin. So it's Balmer Merlin. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Balmer Merlin it is. <laughs> anyway, what else is going on, man? Well, on Friday, uh, March 26th and 27th, the Maryland History Tour um, that's going on at the B&O Railroad. You can take an evening trade ride uh, ride along the first mile of the commercial railroad. And then after the tour and the train ride, you get to go back to the museum. They'll have drinks. You can look around the gallery and you can explore the roundhouse. Also, all the daytime Maryland History Weekend tours are included with the admission for the museum. So you have to purchase tickets in advance for the evening tour and the train ride, and you can check out their website for details. You can go to B-O, that's the letter B, the letter O, rail, R-A-I-L, dot org, and then go to uh, the calendar event. So click on the calendar of events, and then you'll figure out what's going on, and they'll show you all the stuff on your website. The other thing is that they're having Sci-Fi Friday at 7 p.m. on Friday, uh, March 26. Now, it's virtual, but the Maryland Science Center screens the 1958 classic movie, The Blob. That's right, The Blob. I used to love that movie. Anyway, uh, you can join this for a science activity that's inspired by the film and a themed drink. So head on over to the Science Center's uh, website to check that out as well. And then also, you've got more. Oh, and there's more, lads. That's right. Yeah, Baltimore County Recreation and Parks is offering a spring hop-along March 27th through from uh, 1 to 3 p.m. It's a drive-through egg hunt with displays. Um, they'll take a social distancing photo with the Easter Bunny, and uh, you get a free gift bag for the first 150 kids. Now, face masks and social distancing are required. You have to pre-register and is required, and you can do that through Eventbrite. And you can also get more information by going to Liberty or by emailing, excuse me, Liberty RP at Baltimore County, Maryland Gov. Uh, so I should probably spell that out because, yeah, people are not going to get that right. So it's Liberty, L I B E R T Y dash R like Roger, P like Paul at Baltimore County MD. B-A-L-T-I-M-O-R-E-C-O-U-N-T-Y-M, like Mary, D like David, for Merlin, dot gov. Or you can just call 410-887-0700. There's two locations, the Northeast Regional Park uh, at 4515 Deer Park Road in Owens Mills, or the Eastern Regional Park, which is at 11723 Eastern Avenue, Mill River, uh, and that's the two locations. So, oh, and by the way, I also have a really cool historical fact. Okay. Um, Well, hey, first, before we get into the historical fact, uh, thanks for sharing all that. A recap real quick. You got an event going on at the B&O Railroad Museum, March 25th through the 28th. Go to borail.org for more information. for more information, also the, the Science Center, the Maryland Science Center, is uh, showing the classic movie The Blob, and that's going to be a virtual event. You can check that out. That's going to be on Friday, March 26th at 7 p.m., so be sure to head on over to their website to check that out. And then Baltimore County Recreation and Parks is having a spring hop-along March 27th from 1 to 3. 
And there's two different locations, the Northwest Regional Park and the Eastern Regional Park, one in Owings Mills and one in Middle River. So, hey, Billy, thanks for all that information, man. Uh, Hopefully the listeners will be able to take advantage of some of these really cool activities that are happening in and around Balmer. (laughs) So cool, man. What's the historical fact that you have? Well, on this very day that we're recording the podcast right now, that's 325 2021 on this very day 325 of 1634 so march 25th in 1634 the under charter was granted to lord balmer and led by his brother leonard calvert and they were the first settlers who founded the catholic colony of merlin is that right wow billy i i mean i always knew you were full of something but I didn't know you were walking calendar of events of Baltimore in history. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny lads. Now, I just thought it would be cool to share this with some of the fans and or share it with the fans, I guess. And and, you know, so that they could maybe take advantage of the cool things that are happening. And then we always like to tell them something, you know, to happen in the history in and around Balmer or or if it's something happened, you know, within the state or whatever. So I know we like to share that kind of stuff. And I think the fans get a kick out of it. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks, Billy. I appreciate it. So what else is going on, man? Anything else new in the world and the wonderful, exciting life of Balmer Billy? Well, you know, um, there's a lot of sadness in Balmer right now. I know you know what's going on. Uh, You've probably seen it in the news that young girl's missing, and of course they're looking for her, and I'm just praying for her family and, you know, all her friends that they find her and that she's unharmed, but I got to tell you, things are really not looking that good um, they got divers in the water looking for her, and it's just really sad, man, to see this stuff. And, you know, we've been on lockdown with COVID, and things are starting to get back down to back to normal, I guess I should say, to some extent here in the state and in and around the city. And, you know, and then something like this happens, and I think people are just down and, and just really under a lot of mental stress because of COVID, and then something like this happens, and it just it just really breaks your heart. So, I'm holding out hope for the family, but it's just really sad, Laz. Yeah, buddy, it is. And uh, you're right. I'm familiar. I saw the information on the news, and uh, my heart goes out to the family um, and friends of that young girl. And uh, I'm I'm praying for them as well. And, you know, I really hope that they do find her unharmed and return her back to her family and reunite them. Um, It is tragic when you hear about things like this, and I just can't imagine as a parent um, of a young adult uh, myself, you know, I, I can't imagine the the horror and the tragedy um, and just the sheer heartbreak that they're feeling right now and the uncertainty, you know, the, the lack of closure. So uh, my heart goes out to them. Um, so, yeah, Billy, I, I hear you, man. You know, COVID definitely has a lot of us feeling some, uh, some men- mental angst, I guess you could say, and we're definitely uh, seeing – um, you know, depression and just uh, anxiety skyrocket throughout the country as I talk to, you know, different people from around um, the country. And as I talk to, you know, medical professionals, um, they're all saying the same thing. Like a lot of a lot of people that are coming in are having some physical symptoms just from the the mental angst that they're feeling. And uh, it's really sad. I mean, you know, 
in my opinion, this whole COVID thing has been completely blown out of proportion um, and continues to be blown out of proportion. And the scare tactics have been there. I've talked about that from time to time. And, you know, it is what it is at this point. And I just really am looking forward to us getting back to some sense of normalcy. Um, And I don't think that the government and the powers that be have really taken into consideration that we are a social being. Human beings are social. We need that interaction with one another, most of us. And when you don't get it, it can be very disheartening, and it can have not only a mental but a physical effect on you. And I think we're seeing that around the country. Um, You know, sometimes I I notice people are a little bit shorter with one another. Um, I certainly have done it myself. Uh, Not that I'm proud of it. I just know that I recognize I do it, so at least I can admit it. Um, But that being said, at the end of the day, we have to focus on better days. We have to focus on what we have, not what we don't. We have to focus on getting through this and knowing that we're going to come out on the other end better and stronger. And, you know, I think it just really centers around one single word. At the end of the day, we all just have to have hope. Unfortunately, (laughs) as I say that, I think to myself, this administration, (laughs) I don't see much hope coming out of it, but you know what? I'm a man of faith. Uh, My faith hasn't been broken in my entire life, and uh, there are certainly, certainly things that have happened within my life that I would say have only strengthened my faith and my relationship with God, but that being said, I will also say that, you know, sometimes it's hard, right? It's difficult to be hopeful. Um, And all I can say to all of Laz Nation and to you is to hold on to that hope. Um, There is light at the end of the tunnel. I know that. I know it in my heart. I know it in my soul. And we're going to get through this, man. And and we're we're closer to the end than I think we realize. Um, Now's not the time to give up. And, you know, speaking to that, um, I'd like to say this. It's during these times when we see a lot of increased um, episodes, I'll call them, uh, unfortunate episodes of, of suicide um, and, you know, deep, deep depression. And I would say to you, if you are one of those people, and, and Billy, I'm not just speaking to you, I'm, I'm speaking to the entire Laz Nation and to all of our listeners. If you are experiencing something in your life that's causing you to question whether you should be here and be on this planet and continue to live, please pick up the phone and call somebody. Email me. Call me. Call help. Dial 911. There are resources available for you, and your life is worth something. And if no one has said it to you today, then know this. I care about you. I want you here. And I think that you being here adds something to this world that we would be lost without. So please, before you do anything drastic, if these thoughts are creeping in and out of your head, don't bear that burden alone. Talk to somebody. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to a pastor. And as I said, there are resources available. 
the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline telephone number is available 24 hours a day, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Your life is important. And if you know someone or if you are in crisis, please contact that hotline. It's available 24 hours a day, as I said, 800-273-8255. Well, Billy, I don't want to end on a sad note, but I did want to put that out there because I think it's so important, and I know that so many people are out there struggling at this time, and I just want to know that someone out there, I want them to know that someone out there cares about them and that there is help available. So what can we end on a high note with? Coming out of the transitioning, as they say in the business, out of that, what can we do to end on a high note? Well, you know what, lads? There's a really cool story, not out of Maryland, but out of uh, Pennsylvania, and it's close enough that I thought I would mention it. So, you know, during the whole COVID situation, like, everybody's ordering online, right? And so FedEx, UPS, the mail, everybody's busy delivering stuff. Well, there's this town in uh, Pennsylvania, and it's called, like, Dauphin. It's, like, D-A-U-P-H-I-N. Anyway, so there's a delivery driver uh, for UPS, and his name is Chad. And, uh, you know, during all the COVID stuff, his deliveries, obviously, they went up a lot. So he was working, like, 60 to 80 hours and the the town's very small, so they everybody kind of knows everybody. I mean, I think the population they said was like uh, under eight hundred people, um, according to the the census in like twenty nineteen. So just you know a couple years ago. But anyway, um, Chad had a, a on one particular instance he had a delivery, and no one was there to sign for it. So he happened to know who the parents were, so he drove to their house to get them to sign for it because he was like, hey, this could be important. Right, definitely went over and above as far as I'm concerned. So when um, you know the community found out about this and everybody knows Chad and they love him and they always you know wave and he waves and all that stuff, so they wanted to arrange something. So um, what happened was they arranged uh, a, a a thank you Chad event basically, um, and they arranged with his dispatcher to have his last pickup be at one of the the community buildings or municipal buildings. And they had raised a fundraiser and they tried to raise like $500, but um, they wanted to raise like 300 bucks for him, right? But they set it to 500 and then it hit 500 within two days and then it ended up going over a little over $1,000. So when the, the dispatcher arranged all of his pickups and drop-offs, they made sure that his last drop uh, pickup was at this building. And when he pulled up, there was all these people there. They were, you know, socially distant, masked, all that kind of stuff. But they were all clapping and, you know, cheering for Chad. And um, he had no idea what was going on. And and he's quoted um, as saying in, in an interview with uh, Today, he said, quote, it was very overwhelming, the idea that they even thought of me to do anything, to go above and beyond and do what they did yesterday was truly amazing to me, end quote. Um, he told them that he has been the recipient of generosity uh, from the people in that area for uh, a quite a long time. They offer him water or cookies or something when he's on his, his route. But um, he said that he, he cried and that he always calls his wife when he leaves work, and she always says, well, you know, how was your day? And he, he told her it was a tearjerker. 
and it was very touching and humbling. He said she actually teared up a little bit herself. So what a heartwarming story uh, of a small community just supporting, you know, someone who's serving them and recognizing some of these unsung heroes. You know, I don't take anything away from the uh, the police departments or the firefighters or the EMS guys, you know, or our military. Like, they're 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 great. I love them. But sometimes we don't recognize some of the people that are right there in front of us that are also just out in the mix of this stuff. The UPS drivers, the FedEx drivers, the, you know, the, the, uh, the garbage men, um, you know, the waste management guys. Those, those are all of the people that are still out there serving us too. So, um, hell, even the delivery drivers that delivers my food, I'm so thankful for them, you know. So I, I just thought this was a really cool story. Yeah, Billy, you're right, man. It is a really cool story. And um, – that was a great note to end on because it is uplifting and heartwarming. And, um, you know, uh, I read that article on today. Um, in fact, Chad has been delivering UPS packages to the area for more than a decade. So he's definitely gone above and beyond in his job. And he has really developed a relationship um, with all the people that he serves. And you know what? He's doing it well because they, in turn, um, gave back. And, and man, that's what it's all about. Well, hey, Billy, I want to thank you for coming in today, man. Uh, hey, before we close out the show, you want to tell everybody how to hit us up on social media? Yeah, lads, don't forget to check us out. All the Laz Nation, you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at the Laz Word, Twitter at the Laz Word Pod, and you can always email me and Laz right here at the show, the Laz Word at gmail.com. That's right. You can hit us up on all those places, so be sure to check us out. And don't forget to check out A Night to Remember Entertainment. That's right, at One Great DJ in the search box on Facebook. And check out the Throwback Junkies coming out April 9th, once again, to the VFW in Northeast Maryland for some great classic rock as well as all of your other favorites from the 70s through the early 2000s. That's right. You're going to love it. That's the Throwback Junkies at the Northeast VFW. Well, hey, that's going to wrap us up, Laz Nation, for this week. Thank you so much for coming back. Billy, thanks for coming back, buddy. It's good to see you again. Yeah, you too, Laz. Good to be here. And hey, Laz Nation, thanks for always listening and being a fan, not just of the show, but of yours truly, Bomber Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Billy. They are fans of yours. Hey, man, I'm a fan of yours. So, oh, Laz, that's nice, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm a fan of yours, too. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap us up this week. Thanks, everybody. We'll be sure to talk to you next week when I'm sure we'll have more on this craziness that's going on in our government and in our world. Until next time, as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. I'll talk to you soon.